strapped in the trenches Making moves going all out Every day handle business You know that the hustle don't stop Got my team, let's get it Reviewing books and talk stocks Steady keep it moving So you gon' wanna tune in Get Lowdown, it's an app Get local food on demand Delivery right to your home Everything in the palm of your hand Took hard work and dedication Come through, join the conversation This is history up in the making We just wanna be an inspiration Hey, let's go Welcome to another episode of Bootstrapped in the Trenches. Today's really exciting. Corey lined up small forward from the Utah Jazz, Royce O'Neal. And we actually have a double decker today, Corey. We have Leah Messina coming on, the CEO of and founder of Sinuate Media in Las Cruces. So back when I had COVID, I, you know, pushed back the calendar. And when you lined up Royce O'Neal, I figured I had already pushed Leah back. So right. why not kill two birds with one stone? So, yeah, Corey, how did you even go about finding Royce? Uh, so I actually, it's funny. I went through uh, my friend Jared, who went to Indiana, but is also from an Alpin. Uh-huh. And he works for CAA, which is a big sports agency. So I'm just having some issues with my mic. Um, and he put me through to Sam Rose, which is actually Leon Rose's son, who, if anyone knows, uh, Leon Rose, he's the GM for the Knicks and, you know, very, very well-known GM in, in basketball or president of operations, I, sh- I should say. And then he put me in touch with this girl, Ashley, who I actually know. And I didn't realize that she was, you know, she reps a bunch of players. So that's how, and, you know, she set me up with, with Royce, you know, I was trying to see if Donovan would be interested or any jazz player and Royce was willing to hop on. It always sounds like he'll be joining us from his car. I always find it great. Like any next level, like influencer when, that we've had so far on the podcast, I'd say he's so far our biggest guest without a doubt. Corey's done yeah. a phenomenal job for our viewers in getting us some great guests. It's just been funny when we think about it. Jamie from Eat Clean Bro, Solomon Choi from uh, 16 Handles. They were both on the go during their podcast segments, which I thought was interesting. And today right. it'll be the same with Royce O'Neal. So, yeah, yeah. so um, an interesting habit we picked up on. Seems like anytime I, I listen to the four play podcast, I know you probably listen to part of my take too, which is a little bit different in the sense, but anytime they bring on golf podcast guests, which are all pro golfers, they always seem to be calling from the road. Like not, you know, actually sitting down for the podcast. They're just in between activity and calling for a bit, which is awesome. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, the bigger guests, the busier they are. It's awesome. Yeah, it'll be exciting. No, I was going to say. Again? I was just going to say it's awesome how podcasts have like brought out the personality of professional athletes because they come on these podcasts and it's so much different than an interview. And I'm pumped to hear what kind of questions you have for this guy, just because. You know, it's a great way to just see what these people are actually all about and what their day-to-day lives are like. How's my internet connection? Well, we're yeah. fine today. It's good. It's good. Yeah. We, uh, Corey and I actually compiled some. Corey sent him off to, uh, I believe it's Royce's assistant. No, it's, and uh, she, it's Ashley's assistant, uh, Barry. Ashley's who's, assistant, Barry. Who's probably listening in right now. Well, Barry, thank you so much for your help. Uh, hope you're enjoying the podcast. We can't wait to have Royce on. Barry helped us coordinate some questions. It was cool to see. Most of them seem pretty intact, and they, they added a couple cool, flavorful ones that we hadn't thought of. Corey, I know you were 
doing some homework earlier. Is there something you wanted to bring up an intro for him before we bring up Leah and we have Quizmaster Sean? Well, yeah, you know, I have a few questions for him. I'm excited. I always wanted to ask an actual NBA player if I know he's a big gamer and I always wanted to ask them if they actually use themselves in their own game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. always think about that. I always want to ask him that. But yeah, you know, it's cool that he went to Denver, University of Denver for two years and then yeah. transferred over to uh, to Baylor. It which, didn't seem like it, it doesn't really seem like based on looking back at the questions, he really wanted to go over his uh, pioneer days. His Denver days. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's which, you know, I get it. He wanted Baylor's near where he's, his family is. He wanted some, you know, mom's home cooking, which I completely understand. That's one of the perks of me being in Denver right now, having my mom's home cooking. But, you know, yeah. that, I thought that was interesting, Corey. It does. Yeah. I mean, watching all the interviews, it seems like his mom was a huge influence in his life. I mean, his, uh, he's known to be a defensive player. And then, you know, offense obviously came natural, but he took on, defense like really early on that his mom pushed him to do like in high school and AAU and he's one of the best defensive players in the league and that got him in the league and then along with that he's like incredible three-point shooter and is you know has the offense capabilities so yeah all around great player yeah it's exciting and uh it'll be fun having him on and Corey Ashley Fagan did she go to Indiana yes I remember that name. I feel like I crossed paths with her at some point. Yeah, she was definitely a good friend of ours. We hung out with her group of friends a lot. Nice. Yeah. Well, that was cool. Thanks for helping line that up with uh, Corey, Ashley. And so we'll have Royce on. And we're actually, before we have Quizmaster Sean on, let's give Leah Messina an intro. Part of what we've been doing, you know, gathering guests in our marketplaces. So it was cool. Corey's getting a Utah jazz player. We've been expanding low Delta throughout Utah. We just recently launched in Ogden. I think we're all, we could all say we're pretty happy so far with the success there without even yeah. us on the ground. Corey's done a phenomenal job with links, which has been great. Uh, just had a newspaper ad come out and the email. I, I think there's another one going out today. They said there were two that already were sent out for us. So that's exciting. But Leah Messina is CEO and founder of Sinuate Media, the organic marketing company. She's based in Las Cruces. She's worked with, it's awesome. I'm excited to hear her story, guys. She's actually worked with brands such as Geico, Black & Decker, Ace, Ace Hardware, the History Channel, um, really big brands, Sony Music, Random House. So I'm curious to hear what her experience has been like with some of these behemoths and you know is there been one that's been the best is she down to talk about any that have been a horror story maybe not by name but i'm always curious to know how that works and we've got the 70s porn star ready uh before <laughs> he comes on so let's get him on oh i have to go get my package but let's get sean on here ladies and gentlemen and now it's time for everyone's here podcast game show Auto-tune. And now, your host, Sean Connell. All right. Sorry for the delay. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, everybody. What do we got for today? Quizmaster Sean, we're going to have to speed through you today because I, I my bad on the delay. No problem. So real quick today, uh, rules no change. Uh, Dan and Corey, if either of you finish in second place, you have to compete. Or you have to do the dreaded 
food punishment. However, Uh-oh. Mike, if you finish in second, you are totally fine. So let's get right down to it since we don't have time. Dan, Roland, and Corey, you both have your packages, right? Yeah. Don't they, they're already penalized from last week, right? You are penalized, and you're going to get a bonus penalty next week, but they didn't ship in time. So be prepared for that. The cat is <laughs> fucking excited. Oh, man. I cannot wait. I can't wait either, Mike. Trust me. So first up. Dan Roland, our returning uh, last place champion. Uh, fantastic. Let's see. Where are we? So your choices are Cheat Day, Aging Well, Origin Story, Mother Nature, That's Bananas, and Get Turned. Dan Roland. Dan Roland's up. Oh, come on, guys. Come I think, on. <laughs> I, think I'll do, I think I'll do Cheat Day. Cheat Day. And here we go for a Cheat Day. In 2014, Krispy Kreme made a luxury donut to raise money for a children's charity that sold for $1,700. Which of these ingredients was not in the donut? Was it black truffle crumble, 24-carat gold leaf, Don Perignon champagne jelly, or edible diamonds? Black truffle. The black truffle. Was that it? And that is... I can't find the sound effect. That is correct. Yes. Wow. Wow. There we go. Good job, Dan. Dan is up to an early one nothing. Unbelievable. My taste buds have really come through in a big way because I hate truffle. And I thought to myself, truffle and dessert sounds disgusting. It's got to be terrible. Even though a lot of people have <laughs> truffle. But all right. Move it on. Dan's a big dessert guy. So now moving on to Corey. Corey Aronson, how are we doing today? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm great. The crowd loves Corey, as always. Now, Corey, <laughs> your categories are aging well, origin story, mother nature, that's bananas, or get turnt. Let's go with get turnt. Get turnt. Oh, for two years in the mid-90s, the world's largest individual buyer of Hennessy was this person. Was it Vladimir Putin? Kim Jong Un, or Kim Jong Il, Fidel Castro, or Sean P. Diddy Combs? Oh, I thought you were going to say Sean Ooh. Connell. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, man, I'm going to say Fidel Castro. Fidel Castro, and that is. Sorry, that's incorrect. The correct answer was Kim Jong-il, who purchased $800,000 worth of Hennessy per year in the mid-90s. Wow. That's yeah. unbelievable. Quite the drinker. He really uh, lived it up during his time. <laughs> yes, he did. So next up, we have uh, Mike Rowland, uh, originally from uh, uh, New Paltz, upstate New York, Mike Rowland. Um, we have for you aging well, origin story, mother nature, and that's bananas. That's bananas. <laughs> that's bananas. Yeah, I love it. Banana trees. Hey, crowd, calm down. Okay, banana trees produce uh, produce bunches every eight to ten months. What is the average number of bananas collected from one of these harvests? Is it 36, 70, 120? Or 175. I'm going to go with 120. I think it would be way higher than all of these. 120. That is correct. The average banana tree produces 120 bananas per year. Congratulations. And that concludes round one. 
And now we move on to round two. So far, we have Mike at one, Dan at one, Corey at zero. Keep in mind, if Mike or Dan and Corey finish in second or last, they perform the dreaded food punishment. <laughs> Let's get hyped. Uh, now, Dan, uh, uh, just a side note, last weekend was uh, Princess Diana's birthday. What are your thoughts on uh, Princess? What would you say to Princess Diana today if you were to, to, to see her? Oh man, that's uh, putting me on the question. I think the first thing that comes to mind is I like her shirt. Uh, Dad, did you say you wanted Princess Diana? Because <laughs> no, no, wow. no, it's a PG show. Dan, Dan, oh, this, okay. she's a world treasure. I can't believe you said you wanted. No. Despicable as usual, Dan. Uh, I, I'm, I don't know what to do with you. But next up is your question. <laughs> I feel like this game show host has it out for me, guys. Where'd we find this guy? Oh, come on now. The crowd the, the crowd disagrees with you on this one. So next <laughs> up is Aging Well, Origin Story, Mother or Mother Nature. I'm gonna go with Mother Nature. Mother Nature, fantastic. We have this common dinner menu item is being used in environmental projects around the world because one adult is capable of filtering pollutants from 50 gallons of seawater per day. Is it seaweed, scallops, clams, or oysters? Seaweed. Wow, no hesitation. Dan, did you say seaweed? I thought that was Mike. No, I said seaweed. Oh, no, I'm didn't. sorry. That is wrong. Oh, Mike. I said, oh. No, you didn't. Wrong. Get that out of here. Wrong. The correct answer is oysters. Uh, oyster Dan, reef. Penalty for Dan. It begins. Dan loses that question. Uh, side note oyster reefs also uh, reduce hurricane flooding. So let's all uh, plant more oysters in our free time. Uh, Dan, you're down one question. Corey, you are up next. What we have left is Aging Well and Origin Story. I'll go with Aging Well. Aging Well, traditional balsamic vinaigrette, or traditional balsamic vinegar, typically takes at least this much time to produce. Whoa. Uh, any multiple choice? Oh. <laughs> You're correct. There is a multiple choice. It is six months, two years, six years, or 12 years. Oh, man. I'll go with uh, two years. Two years, and that is... Wrong. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. So the correct I answer... get some penalty, Conch. What is it? Yeah, well, Corey is coming in last, so he's definitely getting one. The answer is 12 years, by the way, and luxury brands oh, take 25 the years. We have Lee on deck here, so I get to watch two guys eat whatever. But well, I already won, right? Well, Dan needs to come in second place for that to happen, which means, Mike, you need to get this question correct. So this, oh, is, for, this is to punish Dan here for his okay. insolence last we week. I don't think he'll get this one. We have aging, we have origin story, origin story. Nutella made of hazelnuts and sugar was invented of necessity after a global storage of cocoa as a result of this event. Was it World War II, the bubonic plague, the Great Depression, or the Dust Bowl drought? The Great Depression. The Great Depression. And that is, oh, oh I'm it was sorry. World War II, wasn't it? It was World War II, and it was invented in Italy. 
I knew that too because I had that as one of our things from months ago. I blame COVID for that one. No, that's fair <laughs> enough. And the timing was pretty close to each other. So, so anyway. So loses though from his penalty from last week. So, Well, we have to do one tiebreaker in order to determine whether Tan loses or not. We'll keep this really well, fast since we're pressed for time. According to the Washington Post, over the last decade, the average American ate this many eggs per year. Dan Roland, you're up. How many eggs per year did the average American eat? 250. And Mike? Uh, I'll go with 810. 810? That's ridiculous. That's more than two a day. I, I and the answer, didn't even hear the question. And the answer is 650. Mike what? is correct. There we go. Dan Luther. There we go. Oh, obviously. So, yep, Dan and Corey, you got it. Dan I mean, and Corey. If I went off my own diet, that would be about correct. Oh, no, your diet is a bird's diet, man. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, no, you eat hard-boiled eggs every night, so that's a whole different yeah. story in itself. <laughs> Boy, <no. laughs> All right. <laughs> I eat eggs at night, like, every night. Let's see it, Dan. Quick this is a Oh, man. Guys, this is disgusting. Crickets? And yeah, oh, there we go. Eggs. Nice. Beautiful. Let's see it, guys. Leah's patiently waiting. I can't wait to see you guys eat this. Let's let's check this out. Great, great one, oh, man. I'm gonna have to go take my. I'm gonna have to brush my teeth after this. Yeah, I like these have been sitting in a package for weeks. And no excuses. Get in though. Let's get protein. Oh, oh my god! These I'm gonna have to pop this open real quick. Boom, baby. But, there we go, Dan. I know about crickets. They. Wait, wait, you sent Mike like jerky beef and you sent me. Crickets? No, I haven't had to open mine because I'm a winner, Dan. Let's, oh let's, that's you're, for you're, next week. Yeah. Fucking disgusting. I, I sent Corey bad. Python jerky, is what it was. Yeah, we don't have all play. day here. Let's see it. Corey's <laughs> already brushing his teeth in anchovy paste. Come on, boy. Seriously. I'm going to eat one. That's it. One crickets. All right, go for it. Let's Done. see it. Let's see it. This is very disgusting, man. Yeah. Come on. All right, Tom. Thank you. Good. It honestly tastes as bad as you would think it would taste. Well, Con, thanks for gracing us with your present. We're going to bring Leon and see if she's ever at a cricket. And with that, this has been Win Mike Roland's Lunch. Take care, everybody. Enjoy. Leah, sorry for the delay there. How are you? He's good. How are you? Oh, Pretty good. I, don't, I don't know if you witnessed any of the mayhem there. We have a uh, weekly game show before we have a guest with our buddy from growing up. I haven't ever had crickets and I'm not looking to try it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I haven't either. My brother and I were in Thailand and I passed like a food cart with a bunch of them. It looked interesting, but I did I couldn't dive in. Yeah, I went to uh, Oaxaca, Mexico, back when I was in college, and a friend of mine ordered the crickets, and it came out in a plate like this big mound of, of, of toasty crickets. And I like, oh, what did your friend think? Uh, she said that they were crunchy, and they were okay, but I don't think she was going to reorder them. But, you know, well, yeah, it's exactly how I would describe those. They're very crunchy. Yeah, they're obviously Yeah, Dan, Leah's never had a cricket, so that, that yeah. was a first for you, right? I just went to literally mouth, mouth my wash out or wash my mouth. With mouth. <laughs> it was such like a nasty taste in my mouth. Yeah, that, was, that was a first for me for sure. I feel like it's, so, it was better than anchovy paste though. Oh, oh man, that's gross. Man. So Leah, how's life training you in Las Cruces? What's been work from home life like the last few months? 
it's been pretty nonstop. It's been pretty crazy. Uh, you know, the pandemic hit, we kind of sent everybody home from the office sometime in March. Uh, luckily, you know, we have, uh, we have three kids at home, so they all went virtual, which was, you know, balancing act in and of itself. Uh, but my husband and I, so my husband, Jason works in the business with me. So the two of us kept coming into the office and just everybody else was working from home. So it was really quiet in the office itself. Um, but you know, there was a couple of weeks where clients were just like frozen, like not sure what to do. And then it was just like bombarded with, we need websites. We need to turn our business into e-commerce. We need to update, you know, our site we've been holding off on for, you know, three years now. And it's just been nonstop. <laughs> Wow. And Leah, for our viewers, you've had, it looks like I was doing some homework on you, 18 years of experience with marketing and branding. Have you ever seen anything like the pivot companies have had to experience throughout the pandemic? The closest was back in like 2008. And uh, with that economic downturn, uh, really what ha happened at that point was, you know, a bunch of people lost their jobs and, and businesses were pulling back their advertising budgets, which really affected us. But all of a sudden, overnight, it was like everybody became a marketer. Everybody knew how to do social media. And so we're like looking around, we're like, okay, now we have, we had like, you know, some competition, but now like everybody's the competition because everybody thinks that they, you know, can go sell this service to people. So it was a really interesting time period to be doing this too. So what have you said, what would you say the biggest benefit has been? Because being in digital marketing, I figure working from home is something you would have been able to do before the pandemic, technically. Yeah, you know, and that's really, you know, back when I was uh, 24 years old and I was trying to decide what I wanted to do and what kind of business I wanted to open. You know, one of my cr criteria was I need to be able to do this business wherever I am. I want to have that flexibility. I could, you know, my, all my family is in New York. I had lived in Maryland for about six years and now I'm here in New Mexico. And so I've been able to kind of take the business with me, you know, while I'm either visiting or while, you know, I've transitioned to moving to different places. So, and Leah, you've worked with some insanely behemoth brands. Like it's crazy. I, I would love the type of experience you've had with, you know, anyone from a Geico to a history channel to a random house. What's been your favorite experience along the way with uh, one of these companies? So hard to pick one. Uh, you know, I, working with Amy Television was a lot of fun because we were working on all their new TV shows that were coming out. So uh, our goal from the marketing perspective was come up with engaging content that would, you know, that time we used the term sticky. So how could you make something sticky and get somebody to a website to engage with that brand? So we were doing a lot of like interactive games so I used to have to call Dog the Bounty Hunter on his cell phone and be like, okay, Dog, I need to ask you some questions for this <laughs> trivia quiz. Can you answer me these three things? Or, you know, at that time, his wife. So um, we did similar with, uh, they had a show called Growing Up Gotti, <laughs> which was yeah. uh, the grandsons of John Gotti. And so we had to go out to their house in Long Island and get them and Victoria Gotti, their mom, to, again, give us content that we could use and turn it into something really cool. I remember that show. It, has, is it really hard? Has it been hard to juggle a bunch of different, you know, companies like the strategies for different companies at one time? Yeah, it is, you know, and especially now because we've expanded um, what we do, you know, we have finance companies, restaurants, uh, consumer products brands. So we are 
um, kind of laying out a pretty wide net of strategies across the board. But now uh, we have a team in Las Cruces here of six people. And so we do uh, kind of work as little account teams for the clients. We were able to split that up amongst us. So Leah, take us through what Senue Media is all about. Did I pronounce that right? Yes, you did. Senue Media. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, take uh, us through the whole, like, did you have an aha moment? Take us through what made you even get the conviction in the beginning to start your own business? Because that takes a lot of clout. Yeah. Um, you know, I it kind of starts back when I was working. I graduated college. I moved back to New York. Um, I was living at home with my family and working in uh, Manhattan at this marketing agency. Um, you know, I did that for a few years and I got an amazing experience, but uh, our office was right near Times Square. So I'd like go out for lunch and kind of walk around and I'd see the big billboards for the same products that we were marketing online. And I felt that there was just such a disconnect between the messaging of these big billboards with what we were trying in this new space and digital. And I was like, oh, there really needs to be a better connection with them between this. There needs to be a more cohesive messaging and these teams need to be working better together. So at that time, um, you know, I'm like, well, what would my approach be? You know, be more transparent, be more integrated. Um, and then kind of life unfolded. I ended up down in Baltimore, Maryland, and I was still working for the agency in New York, but I was commuting back and forth between Baltimore and New York every other week and going to grad school at night at uh, Johns Hopkins for marketing. And I was just like, okay, this is gonna have a short time leash on. I can't commute between these two cities, you know, on the train three hours each way every other week. So I said, okay, I'm gonna do this myself. I had been interviewing in Baltimore. And at the time there was um, advertising.com, which ended up getting bought by AOL. And uh, there was a few advertising agencies, but I was going on these interviews and everybody's like, well, can you sell pop-up ads? And I was like, oh, that's awful. I have no desire to be selling you know, online media pop-up ads, it just sounds, you know, people hate that. So I said, okay, I'm gonna do this. There's no other agencies in Baltimore at this time period that were doing the kinds of things, this sort of emerging marketing um, strategies that I was doing in New York. So I said, okay, I'm gonna do this on my own and start this business. And um, I just, I told my boss in New York, I was going to, I was giving him my notice and, um, you know, thank you for all the experience. And uh, they ended up hiring me back right away to, to contract with them. So they ended up being wow. my first client, which that, really- That's amazing. Used this into the, you know, the world. Yeah, it was great. And, um, you know, I just started kind of going out to all my contacts and just letting them know I was in business. And it's so funny. I was just thinking about this the other day. I actually sent out an evite. This, this is 2006 to everybody I knew saying I was having a virtual business launch and that at this time in this day, we're all gonna get together online for like an online chat and this is gonna be the official launch of the business. And it's funny how it all comes full circle because we've been doing so many virtual events now with the pandemic, so. Wow, you were way ahead of the curve. So you basically came up with Zoom years ago. <laughs> right, right. That, that's <laughs> remarkable. Yeah, I mean, and Leah, what would you say the toughest challenge was getting? I, that's awesome. You were able to bring your uh, first client as you know your former employer. What yeah. was the toughest challenge getting your business built in the uh, first place? Yeah, I mean, really, like knowing where your income's coming from. You know, I uh, I had a little bit of money saved to buy a laptop and a printer, and uh, you know, I had a some money saved in the bank. And that really, I was like, I hope I get clients soon because you know, I, who knows? Like I had, obviously, like I said, I had my former employer, so I knew I had some business there, but what was that going to be once those campaigns were over? I didn't know. 
So that was a, a big, you know, leap of faith that this was going to all work out. Um, and then just, uh, you know, trying to figure out how to sell myself and, and sell as a 23 year old at this point, 24 year old, how to sell myself. Oh, I, I have experience that I can bring to your business and help you do this. And luckily, similar to this, where we are right now, these were technologies that a lot of businesses weren't familiar with and they needed people to help guide them through this transition to this thing called social media. And so uh, I was lucky that I, I had some people that trusted me and some former colleagues that had moved on to other brands and um, was able to get some pretty exciting projects, you know, right off the bat in that first year um, with Virgin Mobile, with uh, Major League Baseball and Twix candy bars. We did a promotion with them. Um, wow. Uh, one, the radio network, uh, and they were all from people that I had worked with and kept relationships with that had gone to work for these companies. So it really wouldn't have happened without um, with those people. That's incredible. So you had quite the wide net from your experience working with all these companies. People saw how credible you are as a colleague and they're like, oh, we have to hire Leah, of course. Yeah. And that shows community building at its finest, Leah. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's, I mean, it is, this, especially this business, it is all about relationships. We're in the same game, trust me. And where do you see the future going for Sinuate Media? Where are you guys heading? Yeah, it's kind of an exciting point right now. Um, like I said, we've kind of expanded quite a bit. Uh, we have started to kind of move to this um, new trajectory of being marketing technologists and really offering um, the expertise in marketing technologies across the board to businesses and really trying to help them from an operational standpoint, which is different than, oh, we're just here to promote your business and let people know you have a new product or something like that. But how could we um, really provide critical services to businesses so that they can compete in our world today? Um, so we have expanded into doing intranets for businesses, um, web posting, web maintenance, and web security. Uh, and then we also, last year, we actually started a printing business. So wow. uh, the hall from our, our main office here, um, we brought in a bunch of printing equipment, and we were like, what is that about? And uh, we figured that, you know, first of all, it's about quality, because we were doing a lot of design for clients and sending and outsourcing a lot of the printing components, direct mail pieces, business cards, and not always happy with the end result. So if we have our printing in-house, then we can make sure that the quality is what we want. But also some interesting things we can do between the crossover between digital and print. So a lot of the pieces that we do now, especially since the pandemic, now have QR codes on them, which are driving towards online reviews or driving to a certain website with an incentive to you know, convert to sale. So right. able to experiment a lot more, which is exciting. It's funny you bring up QR codes. We literally just had a newspaper ad out in our Ogden, Utah market, and we had a QR code on there. I was talking to these guys. I was so big on QR codes years ago, Leah, and then they seemed to go out of style. And now yeah. the whole contactless mentality we're in now with germs, with the virus, it's back with the vengeance. Uh, it's one of those things that's hilarious that just you know had its hot moment and then went away, and now it's back with the vengeance. It's cool how you've been able to stay ahead of trends. It's really remarkable. I think, guys, we can learn a lot from Leah. With She seems to really have a pulse for being ahead of the curve with marketing. And that's cool. We've had, you know, a lot of different experiences with marketing agencies. It's cool to see how intimate you are, where there seems to really be a direct relationship as your foundation, which is incredible. 
yeah, we really try to be part of our clients' businesses. Like because so many of them don't have the in-house staff to do these things, uh, that you know, we try to help them along with. Are they making the right decisions and spending their money in the right places? Because if it was my business and I was spending a lot of money on marketing and not getting anything in return, I would be really frustrated. Of and, course. You know, I don't want our clients to have that feeling or, or that experience. So that's amazing. And Leah, what would you say someone that's trying to start a business that's never done one, ever done really a startup before? What one piece of advice would you give them? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, as you know, you know, starting a business is it's difficult and is not for everybody. And um, what I really think, you know, the one thing that it comes down to is, is having to have focus. And there's so many things that can distract you along the way. You know, should we offer this new service or should we, you know, we have a client that's asking us to do this. I'm not really sure if I want to do that. Um, but others oh, potentially there's money in that way. What is the reason that you got into the business and keeping that sort of laser focus of this is why we're in this every single day is, I think, a critical piece of making it work. So oh, it's like it's the lifestyle, like that's part of being an entrepreneur, right? It's just you're engulfed in the loving the process. Yeah, you do have to love the process. You do have to be able to kind of weather the ups and downs, which, you know, is really difficult, you know, taking the the. Um, you know, the rejections can be really hard, but knowing that it's for entrepreneur, just part of the process. So you're going to have to hear 10 no's before you hear the right yes. And that yes can change your world. So it's, um, you know, it, it, you have to have sort of that spine of steel to get through it sometimes. And you clearly do. I mean, that's awesome what you've built and how long you've been in the marketing field, which, you know, you see companies come and go very quickly. We see that in our industry with restaurants a lot. It's cool the staying power you've had, and you clearly have had the power of pivot. I think all of our guests, there's been a common theme with successful yeah. entrepreneurs. They're able to adapt to the times and pivot their business and sometimes shift gears on their model, which is really cool. And Leah, we talking about shifting gears. We're in the food delivery business. So we have to ask throughout this pandemic, do you ever order in food delivery? Oh, of course, of course. Uh, so we do a, uh, we started every other week in the office here. Uh, everybody can order in lunch. So we, we rotate who gets to pick. And so we bring in lunch for then. Um, we, we tend to order a lot in at the office because we're so busy to sort of running out and going to grab it. And then um, my favorite thing, honestly, is when my husband goes out and does something for the night and I go order from the place I like. And <laughs> the best, like movie night, just hanging out. What's your favorite go-to spot to order in? In Las Cruces. Um, so actually a couple doors down from our office, we have a Thai restaurant called Thai Messia. And uh, they have this really good Penang uh, tofu. Curry? Yeah, um, Penang curry tofu. And it's like zucchini and pepper and, and some peanuts and tofu. And it's just amazing. Wow. Now I'm craving Thai food. Yeah, yeah. Same here. Got me hungry. <laughs> yeah. Guys, we're going to have to hook Leah up with some low Dell food credit. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Use it. Uh, that's so we- awesome. Go for it. Leah, I was just going to say, so I, I don't know if I missed this, but I, I know you're, so you're in Maryland, New York. How'd you end up in Las Cruces? Good question. And it's the question that everybody always asks me. Um, so I, my, he's my ex-husband now, but at the time we were married and he had gotten a job teaching at NMSU, New Mexico State University. And so he's like, I got this job offer. We have to move. And I was like, I've never heard. I thought it was called El Cruces. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we got to move to this place called Las Cruces. I've never been to New Mexico in my life, but I was like, okay, uh, I can do my business from anywhere. So let's go. And um, so we moved down here and we have, we share a son. So we, uh, we're all friendly and good, but yep, this is, that's what made this place home. Yeah. Well, it's a great place. I know we all love it and we love visiting there and, you know, every time we go there for work. So yeah. not a bad place to wind up. No, not at all. It's beautiful. It's summer most of the year, it feels like. And yeah. from my door, my front door to the top of the mountain in like 20 minutes, which is amazing. You can't so, beat that. Yeah. And, and Lita, end it here for our viewers. What's your last meal on earth? Like the death row meal? Oh, that's so hard to pick. I mean, so I'm a New Yorker, Italian New Yorker. I'm going to have to go with like eggplant parmesan. Ooh, that's oh, a good one. Our, our type of person, we're all East Coasters ourselves. We grew up in Jersey. <laughs> right across the river. <laughs> yep. There we go. Well, Leah, hopefully we'll be able to cross paths next time our team's in Las Cruces. We yeah. can grab a bite. Love to say hi in person. And I'll bring you to go. For get sure. You. And where could our... Sounds amazing. Looking forward to it. And for our viewers, where could they find your company if they want some marketing help? Yeah, um, sinuatemedia.com is the best place to go check us out, S-I-N-U-A-T-E. And then um, anybody can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, um, also good spots, and uh, Leah at sinuatemedia.com. And we just posted, yeah, on all of our uh, platforms for you. So, Leah, really awesome having you on. We really appreciate the time and keep in touch. Appreciate it. Thanks. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Nice meeting you all. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bootstrapped in the trenches, making moves going all out. Every day handle business. You know that the hustle don't stop. Got my team, let's get it. Reviewing books and talk stocks. Steady keep it moving. So you gon' wanna tune in. Get Lowdell, it's an app. Get local food on demand. Delivery right to your home. Everything in the palm of your hand. Took hard work and dedication. Come through, join the conversation. This is history up in the making. We just wanna be an inspiration. Hey, let's go.